Good morning. Good afternoon. Good, Good evening. evening. Good night. Good night. <laughs> uh, my name is John. My name's Arvin. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. Of our best days. And um, yes, if it is your very first time listening, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate nice you, you. Uh, checking it out mm-hmm. here at Victory. We absolutely love our ministry and our pastors, Pastor Paul and Ashley. Yeah. Um, and this ministry consists of a camp, a Tulsa Dream Center, mm-hmm. um, you know, missionary, Victory Leadership Network, which sure. is missionaries and churches that have yeah. been planted through yeah. uh, our Bible college. Yeah. So we also have Bible college. Yeah. Um, Victory Christian all throughout, School. Yeah, Victory Christian School. Yeah. There's the church. Yeah. So there's a lot of different entities. Quite the place. And uh, yeah. yeah. So this whole podcast is about the behind the scenes look of what that is and what that looks like. Yeah. Because those of you who are working in ministry, or even if you're not working in ministry, sure. you're still maybe curious about like, what is it like yeah. behind the scenes yeah. of our best days? Absolutely. Um, and so today I really wanted to hit on, and in, in, when I say relationships, it's not necessarily, yes, I want to hit on relationships sure, sure. and I don't just want to hit them. Let's hit them with like a semi truck. <laughs> I'm just let's run over them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's Logan Paul them. Let's call them out and be like, "Hey, I want to fight relationships." That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I say that, I don't mean like dating or marriage, because sure. I I don't think that I'm the the best person to be talking about that, um, just because I don't have years of experience. But Neither do I? Yeah. yeah. But one thing that I would like to bring up is behind the scenes of really thinking of in a ministry because mm-hmm. ministry is like a machine yeah and very easily where if you are working in a ministry or if you're working in an organization that is sprinting mm-hmm. or like a train it's sure. like a locomotive like yeah. it just doesn't stop that's right so like relationships can be tested during that totally during during those times yeah. it, it can be it can even be difficult sure. but all relationships actually start with you yeah it doesn't act, it's not what you can give someone else mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. it really is and it's it's an outer reflection of how you view mm-hmm. yourself that's right so if you're having any conflicts with relationships before pointing fingers yeah. or or other things yeah i think the the easiest way is at first always look inner sure right yeah which that itself is its own punchline cuz i think most people, as you approach ministry or friendships or uh, co-working or peers or authority above you, below you, whatever, uh, what you just said is actually the, probably the biggest point about it is that it all comes back to your relationship with yourself. That yeah. will influence how you feel about yourself and how you think God feels about you will influence how you treat people, what you think about them privately, what you say about them behind their back. Oh. It, it will feed all of those things. Yes, and just a side note, always talk good about people behind their back because it will always get back to 100%, them. 100%. 100%. Yes. Yeah. So, we're cool with talking about people behind the back. Yeah. In fact, but you should talk you shouldn't boost them. Yeah. Boost is basically like just saying clout that you don't really mean. Lying about people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What I yeah, mean is yeah. genuine, like yeah, being yeah, authentic yeah. about yeah. like and man, if you have nothing to say, don't say anything. Don't say anything. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, but those of you who are creative, I believe that you guys can look inward and be like, okay, I can be creative when I'm thinking about this individual, even if you don't have the best relationship with them, but always to say something yeah. kind and genuine and authentic about them. Sure. Um, so, but anyways, going back to yourself, I think that sometimes 
what what is very difficult whenever people come into uh, let's first talking about coming into a mm-hmm. church or mm-hmm. a connect group or yeah. a group of friends yeah. is that the opposite of belonging is fitting in. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that again. The opposite of belonging is fitting in. Never betray your true self yeah. to fit in. Yeah. God created you with all of your quirks and all of your sure. and uh, all of your uniqueness, yeah. right? So there is a there is a niche for your uniqueness. Yeah. All right. If we fit in by how we changed ourselves, that's not really belonging. No. True belonging does not ask us to change who we are. Yeah. But to be who we are. Yeah. If you are yourself, you belong into every room that you walk into. Yeah. You know, there is a timidity sometimes sure. whenever, and I even get this, if yeah. ever I walk into a room, yeah. and I think it all started in the lunchroom. Oh, wow. Right? Oh, wow. Yeah. In lunchroom or recess. Sure, sure, sure. Or, or yeah. maybe like you're the last one to show up to a birthday party and yeah. everyone already has the hats on and you come in without the hat <laughs> and you know that your gift is just like duct tape and toothpicks. Yeah. Because you, you, <laughs> I don't know. It's just some bad gift. And yeah. so anyways, and so, but whenever you walk into a room, it's knowing, being confident of who you are mm. and being like, this is who I am. Yeah. Uh, you belong into every room that you walk mm-hmm. into. And that doesn't mean that you have to have a big personality. Sure. That doesn't have to, that doesn't mean that you have to be extremely charismatic. Sure. Yeah. That it is, you know, like what, like one of the main writers in the Bible, Paul, mm. they said that he like, wasn't the best communicator. Yeah. He's an incredible writer. Sure. Sure. Just kind of a boring dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. People literally Talk fell people asleep. Off a ledge. <laughs> Yeah, people fell asleep listening to the Apostle Paul preach, yeah, yeah. fell out of a window, died, and he had to and raise he had to them. Heal them. <laughs> he had to heal them. <laughs> what, a, what a humiliating prayer, by the way, where yeah. he's like, God, uh, I, I messed up. I prayed for, or I pre- preached for too long. Can you please... This dude's mom is so mad at me right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this dude's mom is because of how boring I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, if the Apostle Paul, you know, is kind of, you know, humorous yeah. at looking at himself and yeah. he's, you know, very aware, I yeah. think it's okay for us, you know, regardless where you're at. I, I think about, for me, whenever I initially got into being a youth pastor. Oh, wow. You know, we went to these youth pastor conferences. Now, this is back in early 2000s. Yes. Um. <laughs> And the term networking oh, was yeah. as viral as COVID. Oh, boy. It was like, oh, just trying to network, just oh, trying to boy. network. Yeah. And everyone had, like, faux hawks. Yeah. And they'd be like, hey, yeah. you know, just yeah. so you know, yeah. true religion genes That's right. is is where my faith is. <laughs> and I would be like, oh, man, I, I need to get these. Yeah. I need to go into debt yeah. in order to have these <laughs> genes. And I also want to make sure that I wear these specific type of oh, Chelsea Lord. boots oh, and all those God. types of things oh, and gosh. making sure that I have the plunging um, <laughs> when the I say V-neck. Plung- <laughs> the V-neck that goes all the way down yeah, to my yeah. belly button. <laughs> that Guys, that was an actual a style. Big for a long time. Yeah. And I think it was a style among youth pastors back for then because sure. anytime I would go visit a school lunch, they'd go, what are you wearing? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that just yeah. it was a weird. Yeah. So I, we would go to these youth pastor conferences, you know, and we'd be but I was always like, man, I I, I feel like I don't necessarily fit in. Sure, sure. Um, and so anyways, and I remember, <laughs> oh, man, I just remember some of those walking away from certain conversations and even situations being like just cringing. Yeah. Being like, man, I feel like I'm just not on their level uh, just because I, I wouldn't dress or, sure. or whatever. So you, you felt asked, like you had to like 
the average person in the room, you had to meet that standard. I had to meet that standard as opposed, like I let the room happen to me. Mm. And I know that you've even said, Arvin, you've said whenever you walk into the room, you should happen to the room. Sure. Yeah. So I'm saying that to everyone. When you walk into the room, you happen to the room. Don't let the room happen to you. That's right. Yeah. Now it's easy for us to say that and you go, well, how in the world do I do that? (laughs) That's probably not like that. Um, (laughs) But it is a thing. It comes from like, and one thing that me and Arvin are really big on is just solitude and reflection. Big time. Because if you can be comfortable with yourself alone, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. we learn from our master, Jesus, it says that he often withdrew to the wilderness. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Because he had to be a lot of things to a lot of people. So it says that he often withdrew to the wilderness. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is just unique in itself because that was where he was initially tempted. That's right. The Holy Spirit drove him to the wilderness in the first spot. Yeah. And then he was tempted there and, you know, fasted. So there's a lot of like difficult memories there, but that's where he built who he was. Absolutely. So he often would go back to that place that built who he was. Wow. It's very good. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And so anyways, and that was why people were like, Jesus was so loving and he was the life of the party Mm -hmm, and all mm -hmm. these types of things. Yes, but he was himself everywhere he went. Yeah. And he didn't apologize to people who were in the synagogue and he didn't even apologize to sinners. Yeah. Even the rich young ruler, even the rich young ruler who it would be like if a, if a, if a celebrity came into um, a church service mm-hmm. and they were amazing and they were great people and sure. they approached the pastor Jesus and mm-hmm. they're like, Hey, I have star, I have built 500 wells in Ethiopia sure. and I've done all these great things. Mm-hmm. And I've also memorized the Bible yeah. and, da, 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 da. and then Jesus says, sell everything you have and follow after me. Mm-hmm. So this dude who has everything, all of a sudden he turns away and Jesus didn't even run after him. Yeah. You know, sometimes if you're in a ministry Mm -hmm. and what we have seen in the past, I'm not saying it happens everywhere, but sometimes a minister feels like, oh no, there goes my tither. Sure. (laughs) There goes my offering guy. And they would run after that rich young ruler and be like, actually, hey, you're good. Yeah. Just, just stay here. Right. Keep tithing. Keep, you know, but Jesus did not feel the need to even explain himself. I love it. Yeah. Which is really incredible. And the whole reason why we're talking about is the greatest friend ever mm-hmm. to live was Jesus. Yeah. So today, as we are kind of talking through these things, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, fake friends, all those types of things. One of the greatest mm. people we can look at is Jesus Absolutely. in that. Yeah. And also thinking about where you're at in your ministry, thinking things through, yeah. always doing that inner reflection, maybe, maybe withdrawing to that wilderness, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. place where built who you were, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. on an often enough basis. That way you can be who you are in any situation that you are in. Yeah. I think about what he would do for his friends and what he wouldn't do for his friends because uh, Proverbs says the fear of the Lord brings security. Mm. So a lack of godly fear is the root of insecurity. And so because he feared God and had real uh, a real appetite for God's identity, character, and heart, I, would, I love how uh, he would defend his friends to the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. Or even the, the, the woman who uh, pours the perfume all over his feet and all that stuff is going down. Even his friends are saying something they shouldn't be, and he corrects them right then and there. So he even corrected his friends. Big time, yeah. How often are you in a conversation and all of a sudden you feel like, well, I don't want to correct their, my friends because yeah. then I may hurt their feelings. Yeah, and, and more, um, more often it's... Uh, do you, do your friends feel like they have permission to 
correct you or approach you and talk Hold on, about say that, that again. Say do that your again. friends feel like they have permission to correct you? Do your friends feel like they have permission to uh, ask you about why you do certain things? Or do you just want them to be your hype team? Because <gasps> that's where fake friends come from. Fake friends come from a hype team. Yeah, where it's like, I just need people to tell me what I... So that's what... I mean, there's a whole social economy around that where it's like, I want to have a certain type of dress, like those youth pastors in that room that, thank God, I wasn't there. But uh, there's that. But I had my own version of it, obviously. Right, right, yeah, right. I, had a, I, I went versions. to college where it was the scoop neck. You had to be the Joel Houston. Neck. Everyone Joel was talking Houston. like Joel Houston. Kids from Louisiana were talking yes, like everyone Joel. Yes, everyone was like... Oh, my gosh. Okay, real quick. <laughs> yeah. I remember in the middle of... There was a month where... We, there was a certain individual who was leading worship, uh-huh. and in the middle of worship, we had there was a guest speaker who came from Hillsong, who yeah. was Australian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this individual was there. Yeah. And our worship leader, who is from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, one hundred percent, said, "All right, church, if we could all just raise our hands and just feel the presence of God." Oh man. And I wanted to eat an offering envelope. <laughs> Literally, my diet became offering envelopes. Yeah. I was like, I'm just gonna eat these because. I feel I'm like shrinking. You're just pounding communion packets. I'm like, oh my gosh. I just hate it. Anyways, yeah. but afterwards I was like, please never do that again. And, yeah. and it happened a few more times. It, that The guy is great. I think he was just trying to make a... Yeah. Sure. Uh, like, like, an like, impression. Yeah, an impression yeah. on the Hillsong so guy So he that did was an there. impression. So he did. He did. And it was cringe yeah, status. Absolutely. Okay, okay. So no, continue. But in but. the world, there's a social economy around like when you attain... Uh, wealth, status, prestige, fame, celebrity, the clothing you wear, then people want to be around you. Mm. There's also a version of that in the church where it's like if your ministry is popping off and your clothing is a certain way and your shoes are a certain, there's a whole thing. It applies to that area as well. I love the thought of if Jesus was in the modern day, how he would navigate all of that. Like if Jesus was working in the accounting. Right. And Jesus was like, hey, I'm working in the accounting department. He comes in with like a quill behind his ear. <laughs> and, he was, and he comes in with like check recs and POs. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, hey, yeah. I just wanted to check up on these balances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it says at the end of your life, you'll have to give an account. But today, it's the, it's today. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You're gonna have to yeah. Give and then how he would interact. Totally. With, Anyways. No, of course. I don't know. My no, I think it does apply there. And then there's nothing wrong with it. I love cool clothes. I love all that stuff as well. Um, what I do think, though, is the po- when it gets to the place where you pick and choose your friends and the type of friend that you are to people around you is rooted in that hopeful upward drive of I just want to be this way. Well, you're going to be surrounded by people who also feel that way. So none of you are going to have any depth to you. And you're going to be regurgitating sermons that you copied from other people you've heard. And I've been in those circles and I've been that person myself Mm. and it's exhausting. And I honestly think like, I don't want to put a percentage number on it, but I would, I would bet my mortgage that a large percentage of people who at 22, 23 and 24 are like, nah, man, church ain't it. Like I'm going to deconstruct and they go through that. But not, I'm not saying not all of them because I had my own version of it. Yeah. But I would I would wager that a lot of them come out of you became disillusioned by the social economy you attached to ministry. And when you realized oh. that you no longer were in the running, perhaps, to be the big dude or the big woman, like the big person, uh, maybe then you started to question the theology. Maybe then you started to, f- to feel like, I don't know if I want to buy into this. Because initially it was the truth of God's word 
plus the social dynamics I get to enjoy because of it. And once you felt like those social dynamics were going away, which is what the Holy Spirit does for everybody, he like you okay. said earlier, Keep he going. moves Jesus into the wilderness yeah. and says that before you even have social dynamics, I want to bring you here. And most people resist that and they go, no, I want to go where everyone's at. I want to go turn water into so wine. Imagine, I want to go do all that stuff. If, and so after Jesus turned water into wine, yeah. it was then when the Holy Spirit... No, he had he had he had come back, but there's that's something interesting because he goes into the wilderness and then he gets baptized, goes into the wilderness, comes back from the wilderness after surviving what he'd been tempted, and then he picks his disciples and then he goes to the uh, wedding in Cana to turn the water into wine. That's right. Yeah. That's such a unique outline. Yeah, absolutely. So he was baptized first, basically yeah. representing down with the old, up with the new. Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. Then the God was like, this is my son in whom I'm well placed. Right. And then the Holy Spirit drove him out into the wilderness. And something very significant happened in the wilderness that enabled him to handle the wedding in Cana. Because at the end of that wedding, a bunch of people want to follow him. And he turned them away. He goes, you don't have to teach me about the heart of man. I don't I trust people. No one had to tell. And why is that? Because in the wilderness, he had the chance to turn stones into bread. He had the chance to choose the dark side of the heart. Of sure. Man. I can use my gifting to feed myself. And he mm. chose against it. Deep, bro. So later on, Deep. there's several opportunities. Be <laughs> there's several opportunities throughout his ministry where there are obvious moves that would make sense to someone in 2022. That's like even his in, in John seven, his own family members are like, mm -hmm. don't you want to be a famous speaker? Go to this festival and do your thing. And they're mocking him because he's not even good at becoming a famous speaker because that wasn't his goal. He wasn't trying to climb that social economic ladder. Yeah. And so anyways, and that's why he felt he felt comfortable around people who were genuine and authentic. Mm -hmm. And that's why everyone's like he eats with tax collectors and sinners and mm -hmm. and, you know, and he mm -hmm. was and he met up with a woman at the well. Who yeah. Had five husbands. Sure. And all those different types of things. And it was like at least those people were true to who they were. A hundred percent. Yeah. And he was just like, yeah. Anyways, man, that is so cool. Yeah. I also think, you know, wh whether it is friendships, mm -hmm. opportunities or relationships, if it's from God, it won't have to be forced. Right. So sometimes people forcing friendships mm -hmm. of being like, Hey, right. let's mm -hmm. hang out. Like yeah. if you're forcing a friendship, if mm -hmm. you're forcing an opportunity, sure. if you're forcing ministry yeah that's not from god right absolutely and so you can just look kind of do like a, a wilderness moment where you kind of reflect and you're like is there anywhere where mm -hmm. i'm forcing it mm. okay that probably ain't from god yeah you know what i'm absolutely. saying absolutely absolutely so okay yeah um uh, another thing that i was thinking of yeah. is that for me i was <laughs> anytime i don't know if any of you guys have done this whenever trying to be a better friend uh-huh Sometimes I am Mr. Solution. Oh, and so yeah. when people tell me an issue, sure. I want to give them a solution. Uh-huh. And or I am like someone goes, Hey, you know, I'm really going through this. And I go, Yeah, I remember when my dad died. Oh wow. And then yeah. I you know, yeah. which is true. Sure. Yeah. But I'm then making it about me. Mm -hmm. And I am and in my mind I'm like, Well, I'm just trying to relate to them. But no, it was like John, were you even listening? Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so anyways, mm -hmm. I just realized I need to shut my mouth more. Because mm. if 
if you shut your mouth more mm -hmm. whenever you're truly listening mm -hmm. as a friend, mm -hmm. then you actually have more things to talk about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because <laughs> then you're talking to them yeah. and uh, you're talking with them, not mm -hmm. to them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so anyways, th those are just small dynamics as I am looking at. Now, this is me looking at me. Sure. Yeah. Of being like, man, yeah. how many how many different times, you know, when Jesus would just listen to people? Sure. Absolutely. Not listening to respond, mm -hmm. but listening to out understand. Love, yeah. To understand. Right. Right. To understand. Yeah. Um, and I also feel like he like the the great thing is that, you know, I, I believe there is a world where in a friendship you can disagree and it not be drama. Absolutely. But I feel like there's sometimes where people are like, if we disagree. Oh, boy. Like we will not move on yeah. until we both agree on this. Well, look at what's happening in the world right now. You multiply it. that dynamic by an entire nation or an entire news cycle and people are incapable of having conversations with one another. So I feel like in the next 10, 20 years, the thing that will indicate that a person knows God will be that they're capable of having a conversation, not that they're. Say that again. Yeah. The people that know God. The thing that will cause a person of God, um, a godly person to distinguish themselves, is the ability to simply have a conversation. It won't be the, um, we have attached our politics to our theology, and we are going to die on this hill, Capitol Hill right here. Like, that whole demographic of people, there's layers and layers of... Um, examples in scripture of people who did the same thing. And it's not bad because their intentions are so good. Even the disciples, after Jesus has resurrected from the dead, they go, okay, so when are you establishing our kingdom? That was their question. I was like, dude, read the room. Yeah, disciples. it's not about that read at all. You room. still don't get it. And he's looking at them like, "That's I came to bring uh, a kingdom, not a kingdom. And so um, even when someone asks, they're like, all right, so should we give to you or to Caesar? Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. Like, That's render not, unto Caesar. Yeah, which is Caesar. I'm not trying to yeah. overthrow governments. I'm trying yeah. to. I'm trying to like. It's it's fascinating how much the human condition is willing to. I would rather see the entire government of our nation completely change instead of allow God to change something in me. Well, it's that okay, first thing okay. you so said. This is an inward thing. So say that. Absolutely. A person who says I'm unwilling to change myself. So I want to see the world change around me. And, I, and many people think that that's justified because they're saying I want the world around me to be more godly. And it's like, OK, that's great. I would love that, too. I think Jesus would love that, too. But I don't think Jesus's primary goal while he was on Earth was to get the environment around him to be godly. If that's what he wanted, he would have stayed in heaven. There were angels in heaven. Everything was godly in heaven. He did not have to leave. If the environment he was craving was a godly one, he could have stayed in heaven. But he good. came to say, I can create a godly environment in you. Would you like that? I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, and that's what he will do. He will create within you. It says in Romans 5, the Holy Spirit will fill your heart with God's love. So it's like mm. everything you're... A lot of people would do well, myself included, to look around at what their opinions are about how the world should be, and then pause and say, am I allowing the Holy Spirit to do that inside of me right now whoa bing bong that's good yeah so it's 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 like a thing of you actually can control your happiness 100 mm -hmm, if you just continue to look inside mm -hmm. and you said in the romans that the holy spirit will do what in your will heart? fill your heart with god's love with God's love. Right. And God's love is yeah. actually different from ours. Big time. Yeah. Because you got to so earn your own. Yeah. yeah. Because check this out. So God's love for you, anyone who is listening, God's yeah. love for you is not based on 
if you slept in mm-hmm. or if you missed paying your bills mm-hmm. or if you were a garbage <laughs> a yeah. garbage father sure. or mother mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. whether you're strung out on mm-hmm. drugs or mm-hmm. whether you are you know you've memorized the bible three times yeah. or whatever yeah, yeah. like god's love isn't dependent on that right so god's love loves people mm-hmm. period absolutely so if you feel like man why can't i love this person sure. you can actually look at romans and be like Maybe I should get God's love inside of me. Totally. Because if I have God's love inside of me, I can love myself. Then right. I'm more. Then I'm more of myself around my friends totally. and in and in situations. Mm-hmm. And I'm not doing like a side eye at yeah. someone because yeah. they're drinking at a party and sure. they're drunk or whatever. Right. right. Like it's like you know what? I'm here. Yeah. I'm happening to the room. Yeah. And it's really not you happening to the room. It's God's love Absolutely. happening to the room. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it says that you will know them by the fruit their fruit yeah. and their love. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, one thing that, uh, you know, we had a guest speaker in a few weeks ago, Craig mm-hmm. Rochelle. Awesome. And he, so good. and it was really great. Awesome. It's on Victory Tulsa YouTube. Yeah. And then the following week, Pastor Ty and Debbie Barker spoke yeah. about God's True love. love. Yeah. And they were like, the only way to have a great relationship is to understand that you are loved, mm-hmm. you know, and it's wow. that Roman scripture. And so anyways, all of them talked about, but one thing that Pastor Craig said, he goes, do people know that you are a follower without you having to say, I'm a Christian? Mm-hmm. And he said, this is how they all know, by your love. Mm-hmm. Which is something that we've heard preached a zillion times. Sure. But it is a daily good checkup. It's that post-it on, the, on, the, mm-hmm. on, your, on your rear view as you're driving being like, wait, hold on. Am I showing God's love? Not my, mm-hmm. not John's love, because mm-hmm. John's love is jaded, and I be getting ticked off sometimes, <laughs> and I don't like myself sometimes. Yeah. But am I showing God's love? Right. Not John's love, because yeah. John's love has limits. It's got caps. Sure. It's yeah. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. It's got holes. Sure. Every person has that where it's like, I don't deserve to love myself until I blank. Yeah. And until in, I'm like, I've crossed off all the wealthy enough, wealthy, godly enough, enough. all those things. And Even so, godly enough. That's where it gets so <gasps> tricky when God's yeah. like, I love you fully right now. And you're like, I will love myself more when I feel like I'm more like you than I am right now. And God's like, well, the only way to get there is for me to actually love you now. It's my love that changes you. And you go, I understand, but I would like a crack at this. And it's like, <laughs> okay, all right, okay. try it. So yeah. I remember some of you guys who have been in church for a while, my dad, uh, I, you guys remember when people would wear suits all the time. Uh-huh, we had sure. fake plants on stage. Oh, yeah. Purple was a key color. That's you had right. to have purple on stage because or else God would not God. move. <laughs> yeah. It was like we like high-fived with TBN. Yeah. And we were like, Purple, gold, <laughs> fake flowers. And then we just vomited that. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> my, <laughs> I remember when my dad, my dad dressed like a politician. Mm-hmm. He would, it was suit, tie. Sure, that was and, the era. But it was his era. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. And it was one of those things that he was like, hey, people always initially will decide within the first two minutes if they want to listen to you. So you always want to be above reproach. Sure. And then my dad had an interaction with someone who who was a who was a wealthy person. He didn't know it at the time, but this person that he began ministering to that he met at a um, at a gas station in Clarksville. Wow, uh, Clarksville. It's on the way to Texarkana, Arkansas. And my my dad met this. We, he was like filling up gas at the pump, mm-hmm. and. Um, 
and he starts talking to this guy. We're like on our way to so go see our cousins. Yes, Texarkana is a place that exists. Yeah, um, it's it's Texas, Arkansas, and Louisiana. It's Texas and Arkansas on the border. That's yeah. why they call it twice. It's nice. Yeah, but there's a paper mill and it smells like poo. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> gotta love Arkansas. So, anyways, we were driving. My dad started talking to this guy, and then my dad would always give out mini books. So he wrote this, and, and yeah. he was like, "There's this book, yeah. and it was one he wrote. It was called This New Life." Yeah. And my dad prays with this guy. This guy receives Jesus, and he and he's like, "Okay, well now what do I do?" And he gives him this book. Yeah. And it's called This New Life. Yeah. And this mini book was all about how now to like live and mm -hmm, think mm -hmm. now that you have accepted Jesus into your heart. Yeah. And the guy was like, "Yeah, I just don't like church because I don't own a suit." Whoa. And he said that to my dad and he was like, and my dad was like, well, you don't have to wear a suit. And he's like, everywhere I go, the, the pastors wear suits. Wow. That impacted my dad. That one conversation. Now I'm sure there were seeds planted. Sure. He gets back in the car. Wow. We're driving away. And my dad goes, we're going to have a jeans service. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if any of you guys remember, but there was churches. Oh yeah. In like the late nineties and early two thousands to where like, Hey, we're going to do a young service and wow. I'm going to wear jeans to preach. That's in. right. And yeah. my dad would literally change. Mm -hmm. He would be like, I'm going to be, you know, yeah. and, and we were doing four services. He was driving between the maybe center and then this, and wow. he would like change in order for certain audiences. Yeah. And it, you know, now that you guys are looking at that, probably hearing that and being like, that's a little goofy, but it really impacted my dad. because yeah. My dad was like, oh my goodness, I want to yeah. make sure that people feel like they're welcomed here. I don't want them to think that I'm above them or mm, whatever. Yeah. So then my dad began going to our worship team and our worship team was like, yeah, mm -hmm. but it was the other pastors that they were like, well, like this is, this is part of my faith is, is, is my suit. Right. And my dad was like, I'm the head pastor. And mm -hmm. if I'm wearing jeans, you're going to wear jeans. <laughs> and then they're like, it just doesn't, it's just not honoring on stage. And my dad was like, mm. you are going to wear jeans. Yeah. It was like a thing, right? It was like an argument behind the scenes of their best days about wearing jeans. That's so now, interesting. obviously thank God there's more freedom there and people wear jeans more freely. Of course. Yeah. But, what was unique is that the following year, a year later, we are driving to Texarkana mm -hmm. and my dad actually put the story in one of his books and he, we stopped by the same gas station in Clarksville mm -hmm. and my dad sees that same guy. Wow. And the guy sees him, he's filling up the gas and my dad was like, I wonder if I'll see that guy. And he sees that guy and he's there in the gas station. He's eating food. Yeah. And there, and he has like some other friends or family with him. I can't remember. But anyways, my dad goes, hey, do you? And he goes, Billy Joe Doherty, this new life. Whoa. And my dad was like, you remember? And he goes, absolutely. And he said, I started going to church. Yeah. And he was like, I realized that my new life is not necessarily about what's on the outside, but what's on the inside. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And my dad was like, I'm so happy. You know, mm -hmm, they mm -hmm, hugged, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, and then, and then that was it. That's awesome. But I was like, dad, you changed that guy's life, but that guy changed your life. For sure. Absolutely. Because it, it, yeah. it opened up my, so many times within relationships, Yeah, our opinions limit our love mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and our opinions not, are not always gospel. Right. You know? Absolutely. And so Anyways, I, I, I think that it is a refreshing approach mm -hmm. to continue like like what like it, what it says in the Bible. Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness. The wilderness mm -hmm. is where he was built, mm -hmm. you know, whether it was from temptation or yeah. all those types of things where he was able to like build that spirit within him. Yeah. 
then whenever he was in the parties yeah. he was at he was in the synagogue or he was he was flipping tables he was like i'm not going to apologize for who i am because mm -hmm. i know who i am because it was formed in the wilderness yeah and so then he was able to truly love people because he understood the love that he had for himself that's awesome i know we're wrapping up so this is the last thing i'll share but i feel like the church needs even more people who are willing to have God do in them the thing that they think they're called to do in the world, which they are called to do. Say that again. Uh, the church needs more people who are willing to let God do in them the ministry that they're trying to launch publicly in the world. That's because really what good. that will do is it will lower the barrier of entry in the minds of people like that guy in Clarksville who will go, oh, I can be a church. Like, I actually really like it when people who party and have a, like a sinful lifestyle also come to church because they sin. I have a sinful lifestyle, right? It's like, well, their <laughs> sin is a little different than yours. Well, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I really feel like that's part of the, not only the motive behind this podcast, but also just, uh, our friendship is an example of that. And the, the best friendships I have, Marvin, I want you to know that you can always tell me if I'm being a snake in the grass. And likewise, I've never, I haven't seen that <laughs> okay. so far, but if ever, if it ever comes up, I'll let you know. Okay. But, uh, yeah, all I'll say is, um, the church needs more people because I, I, I'm, it has occurred to me in the last, maybe since the beginning of 2022, that David tries to build a house for God. And God says to David, I'm going to build a house for you. And I was reflecting on that recently as uh, this year started. So much is happening. We're so excited for all of it, but it's a lot. And it was weighing on me and I'm, I'm at the gym and it finally lands that God's saying, I will, I will build a house for you, like a life for you. I have a plan wow. for your life if and because you'll let me build a house for myself in you. You will let me build a house for myself in, in you. you. If you'll let me do what you, what you want to oh, do in the world okay. someday, yes. I want to do in you that's first. So okay, there's so an, that's oh, okay, me. there's a throwback yeah. worship song. It's Lord, prepare me yeah. to be a sanctuary. Right, exactly. Pure and holy, driving true. Yeah. So, but it's Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary. Yeah. So God building that house in David. In you, in, in David. You, yeah. And the sanctuary uh -huh. has to be yeah. pure and holy. Right. Right. And so right. if you are asking God, yeah, man, it's that Roman scripture. My life, my ministry, my, life, my, my ministry, marriage, all everything, things, all of it. All of it. Yeah. God begins to work in you. Yeah. So again, you know, the best way for friendship is to first have a great relationship with yourself. And mm -hmm. the only way to do that is, hey, let's withdraw to the wilderness. Mm -hmm. Let's pray that Romans prayer for mm -hmm. God's love and mm -hmm. really doing an inner search with mm -hmm. us mm -hmm. because we happen to any room that we walk into. Yeah. We happen to the car that we're driving with our kids in the backseat. Yeah. Or we happen yeah. whenever we go into a party or a gathering with friends yeah. and people are experiencing us mm -hmm. is it's like, man, there will be a draw to you Big time. as you are yourself, not changing who you are, but evolving who yeah. you are. Becoming more of yourself. Becoming more of yourself. Yeah. Whom God created you to be from the OG. That's right. That's we good. love that. Hey, thank you so much for listening to Thanks, Behind guys. the Scenes. Thanks, guys. Of our best days. We love you. We'll see you next episode.